This week on Amazingly Terrible, we're watching Jack and the Beanstalk, the 1974 anime movie. Oh, denai chichi ushimo. Jesus. Hi. Hi, Tomo. Oh, my. No, please. Dear God, don't do this to me. Oh, I'm not anywhere near enough of a weeb for this. You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that asks. Can you flick a bean far enough to cause it to grow your stock? My name's Adam. I have to endorse this. I am Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mike. I'm David. And... Excellent. Together we form Bad Podcasting. The worst podcast. (laughs) Form of annoying white men. (laughs) (laughs) Shape of fat. (laughs) a little close to home there (laughs) so getting getting right into it yes right in oh we're going no marin go straight yeah we're actually probably not supposed to be doing that as a podcast oh really (laughs) so yeah we so we're we're going to start cutting the fat out of all of david's editing no 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 it's more acceptable to put that like at the end really okay acceptable Okay. I don't think it's acceptable. Did, but did let's we get, get like, into some, it. some notes from like uh, advertisers or something. No, just looking, just like reading some basic theory. Gotcha. Uh, some ba- pod theory. Yeah. Uh pod theory. Pod theory. Nice. Yeah, I failed that class. So what? What David's actually telling us is that we need to get to the point and start. Yeah, we. Yeah, well, we, we he's we, basically. We can the only thing I ever hear from him is him just screaming, "You're unfunny! Stop being unfunny!" <laughs> No, my favorite was Derek's, uh, come on, guys, funnier, faster, funnier, faster, yeah, yeah. go, go, go. Stand, stand, stand. All right. So. Yes, okay. Getting to the background. I couldn't really find a lot of background information on this. So, <laughs> so instead I have a bonus round. What or not. Oh. Everyone, put your okay. internet down. Okay. Okay. Done and done. Now, name a character from the movie. Jack. 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 Okay, Adam said Jack. I also said Jack. Uh, you have to pick uh, I did it just a little bit before him. Uh, um, are we? Do we have to say something different? Yes. yes, you do. I picked the dog. Okay, Mike. But what's the dog's name? Isn't it like Crosby? Crosby. That's right. Crosby. 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 Uh, pointy hair girl. I mean, yeah, they're okay. both the monsters. Both Cosby got- and Crosby are both terrible people. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. <laughs> There's not an upside. <laughs> well, you know, one beat trouble the other one. Now, remember, no looking this Begat. up on the internet. Okay. Uh, Tulip. Tulip was the name of the big. It was the name yeah, of the Yeah, he was the giant. giant. So it was either Two Lips or Tulip. I kept on calling him Two Lips. Tulip. Because he, he had the two lips, you know. He really I was told that there was going to be a quiz on this. Yeah, I have I have two lists of names of the characters. Both both lists are the same length. Okay. One of these lists are characters voiced by Billy Lou Watt, and the other list is characters voiced by other people. Oh. So Adam <laughs> is Jack yes. Watt or not? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I believe Jack is. I'm going to say Watt. I think he is Watt. Is that your ultimate response? 
That's my final answer, yes. Ultimate response. You sounds, are correct. Sounds so dangerous. <laughs> oh, oh wow. yes. Mm. I was going to say, if it wasn't, it was probably uh, um, some woman like Nancy Cartwright or something. But not Nancy Voiced Cartwright, by so Billy Luwatt, who also voiced Astro Boy. Ooh. Oh! Wow. Okay. So, Matt, your choice of Crosby. Yes. Was Crosby oh, yes. what or not? I'm going to go with what. Is that your Omega conjecture? See. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Crosby oh, was voiced by Frank Jack Walker. Grimes. Jack Grimes. Who also voiced uh, General Gustav on Star Blazers. Oh. Whoa. Nice. We're getting nice. a real C list here. Well, we're getting like some good crossover too. Well, it's all the people who do who did anime in the eighties. I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, anime eighties or seventies. Anime eighties. So, Mike, Princess Margaret. Yes. Was she voiced by Billy Lou Watt or someone else? <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Wait, it's I feel a like trick. This is a trick question. Yeah, it's a trick question. <laughs> Uh, I didn't listen to the voice close enough to tell if it's like, uh, I'm going to say not. That seems safe. Is that your, Uh, is that your concrete hypothesis? Affirmative. Concrete hypothesis. You are correct. Yes. Princess Margaret was voiced by Corrine Orr, who who did Nova on Star Blazers. Oh, nice. So they just took the whole cast of Star Blazers <laughs> and reused them. They just yeah, poached yeah. the entire stuff. Well, for the American version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Billy Luwatt cool. also did uh, Jimmy Sparks on Gigantor. Nice. Oh, okay. And she also All did right. Ma on Courage the Cowardly Dog. Mm. Oh, wow. Nice, nice. Interesting. Kinda, kind of a big jump there. Yeah. But Adam and Mike... You have earned bonus redemptions. Oh, no, sweet. No, fucking uh, uh, undeserved. Uh, 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 I demand oh. a recount. Excellent. When is, when is the next match? When's the next time you're uh, going to be on here? You got, um, you got two more weeks before you're getting your redemption, so we can really fuck with the list now, and you won't remember. Yeah, yeah, guys. <laughs> I guess you could create some sort of horrific hellscape for me. <laughs> Both upvote the same thing. Yeah, we'll both upvote reboot. Oh. <laughs> just, just to get on David's good side. <laughs> uh, curse on your family. Nice. Who, who did, uh, who did Tulip? Who was Tulip, the voice of Tulip? So Tulip was Ray Owens, who did uh, Lex Luthor in the 1967 New Adventures of Superman. Mm. Wow. Wow. And yeah. He also did the beans seller. Oh, he did. Oh, that makes sense. But the additional voices for Billy yep. Lou Watt are the witch Nor mm. and the harp. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. The uh, Jax did sound exactly like the And harp, the mother. So. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, she barely has nice. any lines. Very few. Well, she's good enough. She's like... Right there at the beginning she does, but after that... Yeah. yeah. After she no. beats her son profusely, right? She she doesn't have many lives. Yeah. yeah. That man, that that bean seller man. 
Whoa. The the so the audio is one thing on this, like the the actual like voiceover work, but like the the foley work that they have for it, like some of the sound effects they put in this were really banging for me. Like I really <laughs> oh, yeah. was into I, like the, I was the, loving the, the background cellar paintings. Organ. Background yeah. paintings were good too, yeah, yeah. But like that organ playing was It's so crazy. annoying. It was, it was annoying. I'm, it was crazy, but it was. Like, it was like it was not a musical. No human would design that musical instrument. Exactly. exactly. That's like the kind of instrument that an, an AI would inf- inflict upon us. This is Earth Radio, and now here's human music. Huh. Human music. I like it. <laughs> oh, they like plinking noises. Here's a thing that plinks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like a pachinko parlor and a uh, pipe organ, something like that. Yeah, basically. The golden goose, like the the noise that that made when it was like flying around. Oh, that was that, awesome! I was like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Okay, so we are watching Jack and the Beanstalk. It's an anime from 1974 when the Japanese were more heavily influenced by Disney animation styles. Yeah, yeah I could see that. It was released in the oh, U.S. Yeah. in 1976 and on VHS in 1984. Oh, wow. Nice. I did a deep dive into the original Japanese version. Let's hear it. Yeah, how'd that come out? What, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese film is four minutes longer than the English version, and there are no cut scenes. They just sped up the frame rate in order to make the film shorter, which is why the (laughs) picture quality is much poorer in the English version, because none of the stills are clean. Yeah. Why why did they do that? What were they saving for those four minutes for? I have no idea. (laughs) I I am positive that probably some studio executive came back and was like, okay, it has to be under this time. Because they Period. have seen, no they have scenes where like a character yeah. moves clear across left to right from one side of the screen to the other. Like they have and scenes they where like the that. giant, yeah. the giant walks out of frame into the, the horizon. Like you know how long that takes. Yeah. And there, the, there's a scene that's actually like on my screen right now where we have oh. the, the rooster trying to sneak up on the dog. It serves no purpose. There's nothing to it. It's yeah. maybe for some type of comedy, yeah. but they could have cut that entirely too. So. The, and that's the whole rooster subplot. It's very important for the character <laughs> development. <laughs> it's so hard for me to consider this anime, considering that it really bears no resemblance to most of other Japanese animation. I yeah. think there's one very distinct way in which it's a lot like a lot of Japanese animation. And especially the animation of the time. I think that yeah. Princess it's Margaret is very insane. animated. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. Uh, oh, yes. And Princess Margaret. It might seem more Japanese if they included the terrible intro and outro song, which I did not uh, really. Uh, I, not, I think uh, I think we did okay on terrible songs. I think, I think we're we just too. fine. I sure would it be, <laughs> be better with a stick figure and a bowler hat that screams at children. <laughs> I can't think of any things that wouldn't be better with a stick figure in a bowler hat screaming at children. Uh, I yeah. can I can dig that. Do do we have that? Is that is that is that something we could do? I could show that to you. 
Is it the visual equivalent of our podcast? Oh, well, half the screen is credits. And then in the outro song, they don't even have any animation. It's just a black screen while the song plays. But it's basically just the intro song again. Wow. So they redid the credits over the top of the beginning of the movie? Yeah. Well, huh. And they still and they still had to cut 4 minutes or speed it up by 4 minutes. <laughs> right. Anyway, go, go do go on on your research. No, that's it for the research. That's That's it. Oh, wow. I, there's no you've answered every question w- but without why? buying a physical book about Japanese animation, that's as much as I could find out. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice. What's what's really funny to me is I I looked on IMDb earlier today of all of all the timings for this. There are like dozens and dozens and dozens of positive reviews of this anime from people that watched it when they were kids. Yeah. That spent like a, a better portion of their misspent early days in their life trying to find the anime again. And as soon as it was released to like a wider audience on VHS somewhere, they were like touting how great it was and how much they loved the music and how they wish anime was like this nowadays. And this is like the one Japanese anime they can get behind. The one that's exactly I, like a Disney film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I guess so. I guess so. But exactly. I, in my mind, I'm like, really? This is like. If you'd never this seen. This is your nostalgia point? If you'd never seen anime before, this would have blown your mind. <laughs> I guess so. I guess I guess you're right. I guess that. If you'd never seen animation, this would have blown your mind. (laughs) Honestly, this blew my fucking mind. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like David, you did you did it, you did it, buddy. (laughs) I I do have to agree with you, but for me, it was more about the 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 insane batshit music that is in this, and like I I want to know more about the production of this music because obviously. This was not Japanese music, so nope. they had to come up with musical scores. This, this is in this, the US. this is the same score in Japanese. Oh no! Oh, did they just do a direct translation of the lyrics, or is it? No, it's they just kept the music and they added words. No, they they released it in English in Japan. No, 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 no. It was in Japanese. I, I have. Oh, it was in Japanese. Yes, I, when I say the original Japanese version, I have the original Japanese version. Oh, okay. Nice. Wow, but but so so they had like the same music. They had the same like actual music to it, but they changed the lyrics. Obviously. Yeah, they changed. Cha- yeah, a, all l- the lyrics. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Okay. Uh, the main difference is that the cloud people are actually fairies. Okay. Like they call themselves fairies. Yeah, they call themselves Basically. fairies, and that part at the end, the princess actually says. Cloud fairies aren't allowed to go down to the place below the overworld. Oh, okay. <laughs> the place below the overworld. Nice. <sighs> Instead of being like, I have duties. Yeah, I yeah, have unspecified yeah. duties. Like, I am a fucking princess, soon to become queen because mm-hmm. of the way the section is going to work here. I ain't got time for this shit. Yeah, yeah. I ain't got time for you, I, Jack. I, I ain't got time for some 10-year-old kid. By the way, I've been smashing a giant for like the last 15 years. I don't know if you're going to be able to do it for me, kid. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, right. we should start jumping ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going in order here? Or, yeah. 
right. We can, we can cut that bit. We can cut that. Yeah, we're just, no, we can move it. No, that stays. <laughs> We open on Jack waking up and going about his morning farm chores. In the background, a song is threatening to break out. And yes, this is a children's musical. Yes. Yep. Um, and he he fails at every single chore. Yeah. Yep. We meet Jack's mother, dog, chicken, and cow. Yes. Then we start a pointlessly happy song where Jack checks on his net and snare traps. Now, before this, in this, in the first part of the intro here, there's like Jack runs out to go do these things and his dog stays behind for a brief moment, pissing off the mom. And when they do a shot of the dog, it's like around 130, 140, mm-hmm. something like that. The dog is sitting at the head of the table with his arm up. Yeah, he's, like it's yeah, like yeah. dad waiting. Yeah, he's rushing on his elbow. <laughs> yeah. But but his other hand is below the table suspiciously. So <laughs> You think that I wonder is... I wonder what I wonder what the mom's getting pissed off about right there. But Oh my all right, you think the dog is <laughs> masturbating? Hey, I, I didn't say that. I said he could be. You think? You think that he, he he's could? Watching her, he could be masturbating. He's watching her work that dough, and it just gets him so excited. That's that's exactly that's right. The dog does seem to have quite the imagination, and an almost Don Quixote like imagination. <laughs> Exactly. The, the dog gen- the dog is psychotic, but he also is he is the biggest addition to this story. Like Oh no, yeah. He was the- like the comic centerpiece. He was the Yeah. I think that he was made there to put in there to make it a little bit more accessible to kids. I know that's a kid that's the main character, but having the dog as a comic relief really kind of like breaks it up. Yes, so. his dog is a big floppy ear town dog that has an inexplicable yeah, rivalry yeah. with a chicken. After checking on the traps, uh, Jack returns to the barn and discovers that the cow hasn't milked herself. Yeah. <laughs> As I was watching, I was like, I don't think Jack knows how to milk a cow. So it's yeah. just a cow straining over a bucket. Yeah. This scene went on Maybe way Maybe that's why too- she can't get any milk out. This scene went on way too long. And yeah. started to border a little bit with the cow's face into some severe Ren and Stimpy territory. Where you're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. what are they doing? What is yeah. this supposed to represent? And I also like the fact they have the they have the rooster there staring at the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, the cow is like straining, trying to give a tiny <laughs> drop of milk. Yeah. So rather abruptly, his mother orders Jack to take the cow to the butcher. Yeah. So Jack starts walking the cow, and a song plays that's upbeat and depressing, but mostly not good. <laughs> But this is but, one of the his whole behavior throughout this is he seems to really care about the cow, and then this whole time he's like riding on top of her and yeah, dancing and like around, smiling and enjoying the day, and like yeah, we're going to the butcher, we're going to the butcher. And I was like, they're really doing a hack job on on Jack here. He is way dumber than he is usually. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jack hears music up ahead and discovers a hooded man playing a half harpsichord, half wagon. Yes. Yeah. That thing is so weird. The man starts laughing creepily, and Jack starts laughing idiotically. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> this yep. is this like is like the, the music is making him laugh, and in like the music, like the it, you said it's a half wagon, half harpsichord. Mm-hmm. I'd also say half theremin in there somewhere because this is like the weird sounds that are coming off this thing. 
Well, it's also a, a player piano. This is the scene in which uh, I was like, you know, there's been some warnings that we're going to go off the rails a little bit with this cartoon. There's been some indications, but this is the head-on collision with another train. Like yeah, we are in, is, yeah. yeah, we are in mid in midair in the engine, arcing over the uh, the ravine. That's <laughs> straight towards the uh, damsel tied to the tracks on yeah, the other yeah. side of the ravine. Yeah, slow motion. And then there's the big reveal of the harpsichord player pulls his hood back and reveals that he's a man with a beard and an eye patch. Yeah, looks so like Bluto. Bluto. He looks like yeah. Bluto. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the big reveal is all about. Yeah, that but he had an eye patch, I guess. I, th- I think that's probably what it was. Yeah. Are we and it's not even a real eye patch. It's, 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 the eye under his eye patch is fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just it wearing yeah. it for effect. Such a weird sounding organ. I, it, it's yeah. not good. The organ sounds like we're saying, like a plinko machine, but it also doesn't sound like music in any way. It's like, no. yeah. it's like two two notes that just get repeated. Yeah. It sounds like an uh, yeah, it's just weird. That scene freaked me out. It sounds like me playing with a, my child's xylophone is what it sounds like. Yeah, Dang. that's No, yeah, like, that's bling, kind of what it is. It's bling. like a kid's toy, yeah. But Jack basically tells him, "I'm a gullible rube." So so the man says, <laughs> Music is magical, and I can play magic, so that makes me a wizard. Buy my magic beans. Yeah, <laughs> and Jack is like, and Jack is like, shut up and take my cow. Nice, nice. Yeah, Jack really, like he really goes all in. He has a moment where he's like, no, I'm smart, I'm not buying this, and then he's just like, no, I demand you no. cheat me. I can't afford not to take this opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we're so poor and destitute. Give me the beans. And throughout this, the cow is making reaction faces that say, Take me to the butcher where I'll be killed. Don't leave me here alone <laughs> with this creepy guy in a robe. <laughs> yeah, so, so the cow is, like, desperate to get away from this guy. And what... I don't want to do too many spoilers, but there is a spoiler here. <laughs> okay. When everything is settled, and we know how Jack and the Beast suck ends, but when everything's settled and Jack has the means to, he does not go back for his fucking cow. That cow is now dead to him. <laughs> so. <laughs> the way he walks away, though, once he gets the the beans, he, he's, he, yeah, he's written that cow out of his life. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even get to get any steaks out of it. So back at home. Jack's matronly peasant mother is yelling at him for being stupid and then spakes him with a broom. Yeah. Really for a moment, I on. thought she was for a moment, I thought she was going to do something else with that broom. Yeah, he... Like, just the way they were setting it up was just like, oof. Yeah, he... Yeah, he, he <laughs> it was he, pretty horrific. He was kneeling down at a, at a, like, a straight angle and not at a 90 degree angle, like you expect for uh. spanking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But instead of uh, giving him the shaft of the broom, she decides to spank him with the, uh, head of the broom so it was definitely meant to to make your mind go to that other place though <laughs> this whole scene's pretty dark it does it does yeah and basically just some other calling the kid an idiot over and over and over and over and over again and him like agreeing with her and i think the main line that we get out of this is miracles don't happen is that right or miracles miracles just don't happen 
Well, hold on. I can't remember what the line was. Well, the beans are thrown out the window and everyone goes to bed. Yeah. Yeah, she flicks flicks the beans. But but then, overnight, (laughs) the beans grow into a Broadway jazz song. (laughs) (laughs) They, like, achieve sentience. They're, like, talking about their place in the narrative. (laughs) Yeah. The the bean suck does make an awful lot of noise throughout the entire uh, movie. Yeah, and like in this part, there is the very like fast, frenetically paced singing of growing and growing rapidly. I just hear the executive who's like, "It's called Jack and the Beanstalk. We really need to make the Beanstalk more of a character." <laughs> <laughs> Man, if I ever meet this executive, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's going to be a Japanese I'm, I'm just, executive because yeah, they actually <laughs> they kept the song. So I'm just picturing you just wailing on a 90 year old <laughs> Japanese man. <laughs> he's, he's crying and apologizing, and you're just smashing. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm kidding. Elder abuse is a very serious crime. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that you've committed on many occasions. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, he talking about? Mike is very serious about his elder abuse. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't consider it elder abuse unless they're directly related to him. So next, a mouse dressed like a princess climbs down the beanstalk. She, inter- yes. she introduces herself to the dog and proceeds to explain the entire plot of the film in a series of squeaks and interpretive dance. Yeah. And, and it's surprisingly good. Like I got it right away. Yeah. She's been turned into a mouse mm-hmm. by by an evil an evil creature by a, by a giant. She mm-hmm. makes giants hand movements and then points up to the clouds. What I did not get was that she was a fairy. So, but I don't think anybody actually said fairy in this one. They may have like changed one of her squeaks that sounded like fairy to something else, just so they're not talking about the cloud fairies. So right. So Jack comes outside, sees the beanstalk. Sees the mouse, decides he's dreaming, so why not climb up it? So we have a sequence uh-huh. of Jack and his dog climbing the vines up until they come out of a well into a courtyard. And again, this is another one of those, like, why did they speed up the film? Because this goes on for a long fucking time. Right. This actually might have been four minutes in and of itself, him just climbing the beanstalk. Don't even forget about the whole subplot where the uh, mouse is fighting off an owl. Like, they could have cut all of that. Yeah, yeah, I sure cut that out of my summary. Never comes up again. So standing in the courtyard watching him is a girl. This is Princess Margaret, who, unlike the mouse, is wearing a simple sundress. And he's Mm -hmm. high as a fucking kite. Yeah, Yeah. you can see it in her eyes. She is doped up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But she is like the only really Japanese anime looking character yeah in yeah this entire in this entire uh, movie. her yeah, so. her head like ends in a candle wick it like her head like yeah. wicks up her statement is that she's never seen jack before she doesn't like mice and that her parents are dead are all delivered with the same inflection yes. yeah yeah she's also randomly floating around on a cloud yeah yeah and this is the only time we see the clowns being able to be used in this fashion which is Bizarre to me because it feels like this would have been a handy device to have later on in the in the movie. Well, as we get to the, the action pieces. Well, Margaret is zipping around like Goku on Nimbus, while Jack is looks like he's tr- struggling to free himself from a beanbag chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
a slightly one of the ones that's lost a lot of its beans. Yeah, slightly underflated, underdeflated. Yeah, or slightly deflated beanbag chairs. Yeah. And she sings a song about how happy she is. No one's happier than I. I feel like reaching up to touch the sky. Yes. And you know what's funny is like most of the reviews that I was talking about reading on IMDb talked about this song mm-hmm. and how catchy it was and how like it defined their youth. <laughs> what a <Yeah>. terrible youth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the thing that really struck me is like these, most of the songs, and this one in particular to me, it, it sounded distinctly like late sixties, early seventies. Mm-hmm. It felt like like I would not have been surprised to see something like this, like them doing like a weird musical montage on like the original Doctor Who when it came out, and it sounded like this. So yeah. it definitely is very anachronistic in its. Uh, it's like we really want to be style. yellow submarine, but we lack the conviction. Well, and talents too. So. Yeah, yeah, there's that too. Because <laughs> even if you don't like the Beatles, they were talented at the very least. No, uh, we could debate this. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, Margaret invites Jack into the castle and tells him about her fiance, Prince Tulip, and his mother, Madame Hecuba. Hecuba, that's what it was, yes. Oh, she's the Madame best. Hecuba. She is very good. Honestly, both of them, both Tulip and Hecuba were both like Oh, they're show on, they're, they're so. like they're scene stealing, movie stealing characters, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Right now, everybody we've met is fucking milk toast, and these two yeah. come in come in like a force of goddamn nature. Yeah, everybody's kind of like a background player up to this point in time. So Yeah. Yeah, they, they reach a large hall, and Jack sees a painting of Prince Tulip, who appears to be an ogre, but Margaret re- remarks on how handsome he is. Yes. Yeah. Next, we meet Madame Hecuba, who is clearly a witch, with gangly limbs and a full foot of neck. Yes, yes. Yeah. Half of her neck was chin, and the other half was neck. That's uh, true. She did have a hell of a chin, too. She had, like, a fair yeah, she... chin coming off of her. But, uh... But no, the uh, I, I do like the fact that when we first see Hecuba, she comments on, "Oh, there's a human child. Mm. How, what should, what type of wiles should I use, magic or my beauty?" And it's like, "Yeah, bitch, you ain't got no beauty left. What are you talking about, beauty?" Well, she's also super excited because she makes it very clear that she's going to eat him. Yeah, yeah, like right away, she's just like, "I'm, yeah, it's been so long. I'm going to eat him." Yeah, she makes a remark about fattening Jack up and leads him away to dinner. On the way, a creepy voice echoes down the hallway, warning Jack to run away. But Hegeba mm-hmm. uses her magic to shut the doors to the hallway and ushers Jack into an elevator. Yeah, see, this would have been an interesting theme for them to uh, flush out as well. Was that the castle talking to Jack? Or I think was it was the mice. Like... I think it's supposed to be the mice. So the mice were able to, to speak English. Uh, in this scene. Yeah, Or maybe was it the harp? Maybe the harp was actually trying to. No, because the harp's not on his side at all. Yeah. No, it's not. But, like, maybe it's still trying to, like, stir the shit in some fashion. Maybe the harp's just bored. Yeah, yeah, the harp's just... Trying to create conflict. The harp just likes to fuck shit up, you know? He's like that guy in the office. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) The harp is very toxic. 
yeah. He's always stealing all the pens and hiding them in one person's desk. So it looks yeah. like that person stole all the pens. It's a real shit stirrer. Yeah, yeah. He winds up uh, defacing your TPS reports, making you go back and redo them all over again. Right, yeah. Send, sends all of his uh, uh, personal printing to the copy machine so it gets used up. So we're going to go do business copies. You can't. He always arranges it so if there's a cake for somebody's birthday, it's an erotic cake. Everybody's awkward. Yeah. And then there's a one time he walked into the boss's office and then beat himself in the head with his fist to make it look like the boss hit him. Yeah. Yeah. So they arrive in a large dining room filled with gargoyles. One of the chairs. This is one of my favorite paintings. This room is one of my favorite oh, yeah? paintings. And the, yeah, like there's a couple standout nice. ones, but the the zigzag wallpaper in this room is mm. amazing to look at. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. And the colors are great. One of the things leading up to this, though, that yeah. uh, we uh, didn't comment on was there is an elevator in this castle, and this is clearly like, like what, like 1500s, 1400s England. So. Jack would have been like would have had his mind fucking blown getting into the this elevator. box that suddenly like appears on a different floor. He goes into a box or he goes into a small room, then the same door opens and it's a different room. Yeah. That's kind of like mm-hmm. this whole castle really reminded me of a and d dungeon where like every room is very distinctly different and there's like clearly like regular technology in there but they've recast it as magic. Reminds me of like a funhouse yeah. dungeon. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So one of the chairs grabs Jack, and Hecuba spoon feeds him roofy noodle soup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best part is Jack is screaming with his mouth wide open, saying, I'm not going to eat it, making it that much easier for her to force feed him. Yeah. Well, he's an mm-hmm. idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've well established that. After a few mouthfuls, Jack is completely unconscious, and Hecuba reveals that eating Jack will, will restore her youth and beauty. There's a yeah. scene. There's a scene where he starts to fall over, and she like scuttles around oh, the yeah, entire was... length of. So yeah. disturbing. It is. It, I was gonna talk about that. Like it's very disturbing, but I liked it a lot. Like, oh, I loved it. I love the way this character awesome. moves. So she's so like, that... like hyper energetic. And the other one that David mentioned was the the chair uh, grabbing Jack. That scene where, like, the chair comes out from the side and, like, scoops him up into the seat. Like, that animation right there, that little anim- animation yeah. bit, I thought that was really good as well. Like, I really enjoyed that. I don't know why, but it really <laughs> stuck, stuck out to me as being high quality. Hecuba hears Tulip approaching and hides Jack in a large pot. Tulip, yeah. She's pissed that Tulip's showing yeah. up. She, this establishes her, like, distaste for her own son. Yeah, well, it helps establish her as the real villain. Yeah. Tulip slowly plods into the scene, and he's twice as tall as Hecuba, who is twice as tall as Jack. Now, if Princess Margaret is two-fifths the height of Tulip, then is Jack tall <laughs> enough to ride the Phantom Tollbooth ride? <laughs> <laughs> I hate those math problems. I'm going to say no. Um, yes, he can ride. Can he survive, though? That's the question. Or is the safety bar just going to keep whacking him in the forehead until he gets brain damage? Tulip's design is also very 70s, 60s, 70s, oh, yeah. with the striped, the striped, like the vest and the um, striped 
shirt underneath. Yeah. Well, even the haircut too, because he's got and like the haircut, long hair yeah. with bangs. He so. looks like he's got yeah. He's got a what do you call it when a beetle has a uh, mullet? A bullet. <laughs> it's like a, a more refined mullet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a, uh, a British mullet. A a British mullet. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. A Liverpool it, mullet. That's when they. That, that's when they say, uh, "Horrible teeth up front, party in the back." That's <laughs> 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 horrible. Yeah. Dental hygienist nightmare in the front. Yeah. Barber's wet dream in the back. There um, you go. God. Nothing but verdant fields of fluffy hair. That's right. All right, so Tulip sits at the table, and Hecubus summons some cartoon-style meat with a bone sticking through it for him. Yeah. <laughs> and I really kind of wanted—I really wanted to know what this meat was, because there's—I don't think there's any animal with legs large enough to have a bone set up like that. I think it's one of those French prepared bones where the the butcher will actually. Cut, yeah, cut away. all of the cartilage away and leave this little strip. It's kind of like lamb chops where like, you know, th- to have them perfect, like in a restaurant, they actually carve away most of what you would see like that's in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they the cut size, away, the they cut away most like... all of the lamb, to be honest. That's true. That's yeah. True. You barely see any Wool, of it. Hooves, teeth. And then they add those little pom-pom thingies on the legs and they're really cute. <laughs> Bomb bombs, but no, no. The, like the size of these things was really what was setting me off. It's like mm-hmm. if this was because it essentially would be the size of a cow. So what has the leg the size of a cow? Is he eating like mammoth? I'll give you is one it, guess. Is it a cow? It's a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I got yeah. it right. You did it. No, no, no. The legs are the size of a cow, not the size of a cow's. Uh, not the size of a cow's leg, the size of a cow itself. He's not that big. He's like double the he, height he of a human. He kind of seems it. He looked like he's triple the height. Of, well, in all fairness, they do play around with his height a little bit. In this yeah, yeah, he year. changes size. Uh, he, size is kind of squishy. So. Any, anyway, David, take it. Take right. us forward. Yeah. So then she starts nagging him to stop acting like such an animal. He's getting married tomorrow, and she doesn't want to move back to the cave they used to live in. Yeah. Suddenly, Tulip the Giant perks up his prehensile nose, and it starts to twitch <laughs> as he s- starts sniffing along the ground on all fours. He smells a human, and Hecuba yep. is unable to dissuade dissuade him verbally or physically from entering the kitchen. Yeah, he's a force in nature. But when they open that pot, Jack has vanished. Apropos of nothing. Yeah, I was yeah, waiting for like, the reveal here of like which of the other factions took him. And yeah. then it's just like, nope, he woke up. No, he just he just woke up and got out on his own. He just wandered away. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently the the hypnotic uh roofy noodle soup that the uh the Hecuba gave him was not powerful enough for his tiny idiocy frame. Yeah. So Yeah. He's sure well, idiots are notorious for being able to get out of sticky situations because they get into <laughs> them so often that they have a natural defense mechanism to get out. Don't ask me why I know that. So you think maybe like he's been eating so many poison berries as he's like out foraging for food that he's built up an immunity to certain yeah, yeah. poisons? Yeah, and, and then naturally he wakes up whenever he's knocked out because it's been happening so often that he just his body knows to get out of those kind of situations. That's how I built up my immunity to a crossbow bolt in the gut. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit at a time. I keep on yeah. eating a little bit of lead every day so that someday I'll be bulletproof. There you go. Yeah. I do there the same thing with radioactive material. <laughs> a little bit of cesium every day. Mayor, Mayor yeah. West, you have cancer. Um, that's why I'm depressed, so that I'm just building up my immunity to dying of depression. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. That tracks. Yep. Just a little bit every day. <laughs> I was trying to come up with like a funny Iocane powder, but I don't think that's. <laughs> joke, I think that's what I, we were I, all I getting there, at. I don't think there was one in there, so. Uh, so they rush to search the castle, but the first one to find Jack is his dog, who is doing a silly sneaking mime. Yeah, they could have cut this. Meanwhile, more mice. cut all this. More mice wearing clothes have shown up, including an old mouse with an EP who is trying to steal the Don Quixote title from Crosby, the dog. Yes. Yeah. So let's sing a quick song in Mouse Squeaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. As they're like going through like the chimney spaces and everything. Yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're climbing through the walls, borrow style. Yeah, and I do have a question here because we have I think we have a group of like seven or eight mice. Basically, half of them have clothes, half of them do not. So my question is: Is the half that have clothes human, and the half that do not just regular mice that are now helping the mouse humans, or are they oh, just yeah. naked villagers that are? Like, they just are, they've just glommed on. They're they're mice that are like, oh, maybe if we just hang out with these guys, we could turn into humans. Yeah, when they figure this shit out, they'll turn us into humans. I think at the end they show that they are humans, and they've just given up on reverting and accepted their, that they are mice now. Mouse them. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Accepted Most that names. the animators were lazy. <laughs> 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 nice, nice. So they climb through the walls and end up in a room full of treasure. Ooh, this is another one of my favorite scene paintings. This room yeah. is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. On top of a pile of coins is a harp, which alternately insults Jack as a thief and screams for help on the on her next door app. Yeah. <laughs> the harp is a total care. Yes, I was gonna say we could call this harp Karen. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> oh, wow! Just even but down yeah. to the fact that she only speaks the truth, you know. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. People don't like it. That's why people get upset. Jack manages yes. to flatter her into expositioning the backstory. Tulip has killed the king and queen, while Hecuba turned everyone else into mice and put Princess Margaret under an enchantment. Or the Japanese version, Jack says. The princess is insane. Yep, definitely insane. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Awesome. Yeah. That that's interesting. So in the Japanese version, they they actually just say she's insane. It's not a spell that's been placed on her. Well, no, that's Jack's interpretation of how the princess was acting. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> like he hears the same story and he just says she's insane. She's insane. Got it. Good to go. Got it. And the harp's like, no, no, no. And Jack's like, you don't need to tell me anything else. I got it. I'm ready. Give me my gun. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to help her. Like like Lenny 
the only way I know how. The and then also in that backstory too, we get that the enchantment has to be basically redone every night. So it is yeah. nightly enchantments that they place on on the princess. Yeah. I can see why uh, Hecuba wants to get out of this because man, that's a pain in the ass, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another nightly chore to take care uh, of. Another thing. <laughs> Jesus. Why can't I just enchant dog. you to enchant yourself, man? You gotta do the dishes. Yeah. You gotta water the plants. And now I gotta enchant the princess? Jesus, I'm never getting to bed. Don't be careful, you don't wanna you don't wanna overwater the plants. You shouldn't be watering them every day. Well, in the current environment we have set up, yes. Don't worry. Don't worry. My was my wisteria's coming in nicely. I'm growing it in order to uh, uh, prevent demon attacks. <laughs> oh, that's what I've heard, too. Yeah. I want to grow it for that ex- exact yeah. same reason. That's, that's, a, that's a Demon Slayer anime Reference. joke. Reference. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. So just then, Tulip unlocks the door to the <laughs> treasure room, and everyone scatters to find hiding places. He asks the harp if she knows where the human is, but the mice are holding her string so she can't talk. And Jack impersonates her voice because they have the same voice actress. Yes, it's perfect. Perfect impersonation. So then the giant starts going through his keepsakes, asking his golden goose to lay a golden egg, looking at his pet lizard in a cage. (laughs) Then he keeps in a drawer. Yeah, and then he takes out a wind-up toy doll of his mother. This is just and distressing. We, it's, and we start yeah. another song, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, he activates the toy, and it sings a song about how much she hates him. Yeah, yes. it just heaps abuse on him, and he loves it. Yeah, yes. And then at the end of the song, he smashes the his mother doll. This whole scene, I loved every second of all of this scene. Yes. <laughs> Everything yes. with Tulip. I find Tulip incredibly compelling. Yeah, he, he is a hell of a character. He's actually very interesting when it comes to like everything that he has done. Yeah. And, and I, by by the end of it, like I don't know if you guys felt this, but I actually kind of felt bad for Tulip. I was like, Oh, me too. Can't you guys just like incorporate him into your society in some fashion? Yeah, he seems like a total he's a total victim. Yeah. That's right. The the large white male, he's just the victim in all this. He's the victim in all of this. <laughs> You know, <laughs> he didn't have a choice. But all he the, he just fell in love. You know, that's true. That's true. Like he did genuinely seem like he did love the princess. So yeah, because um, like at the end of the scene, she calls him and he like runs off excited to go see his love. So I also but really I, I also really identified him because he has to get down and crawl through every door, and just the yeah, thought of having to ass. do that oh, it'd be such a, it sucks so much. If you had to crawl through a tiny little like pet door every time you had to enter an extra room, oh, my back would be and killing then, me. And then you get into like the hallway and you have to like go like turn sideways. You have to like shuffle sideways to get down the hallway. And, and then like, crawl. Because you know, not all that. the hallways are like, yeah. And then like kind of yeah. like in that side shuffle, try to like lean down. Hashtag not, not all hallways. Door. So. <laughs> God. But in, in here, this is when we first hear the sound of the uh, golden goose flying, and I'm, I'm here for that. that yeah. I in like general, this whole good. sequence is a winner. Yeah. This was a good one. Uh, even down to the point that, like, Jack was like, oh, there's all of this gold. 
I'm rich. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to bring all of this back home to mom. She's going to forgive me for not selling the cow properly or giving me the yeah, culture. Yeah. And like he starts collecting of gold and he totally forgets about the princess and everything else. And Crosby has to yeah, yeah. like flash him a locket of the princess to remind him that there's other shit going on that he might need to take care of. Cros- Crosby really pulls a Jiminy Cricket here. Yeah. 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 But but Tulip yeah. <laughs> but Tulip leaves and <laughs> Margaret gives him a human sized outfit to wear to their wedding. Yeah. I was like, is that thing made out of spandex? Like what what the fuck? <laughs> How are you expecting him to wear that goddamn thing? Ecubit offers to help the princess with her makeup, and it's clear that this makeup is the magic that's enchanting her. This scene is yeah. quite beautiful. They're doing it in front of the sunset and it's it's really it looks yeah, like fantastic. Like it looks like outside. Fantasia, yeah. Yeah. And it's like in a parapet type deal. It's like open to the elements. It's very nice looking. Yeah. The animals are trying to talk Jack into fighting the giant, but he can't even stand up in the adult-sized armor they have in the arsenal. Yeah. So Jack sings an especially terrible song about being a coward and decides to just rob the <laughs> treasury and run back home. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Are all of these songs exceptionally poor songs, David? Because I feel like that's where we're end in this podcast. None of the music in this is good. It's all really weird. <laughs> the, the main theme is it's all really the main weird. theme's good. Well, it it, it, it it like sticks with you. The 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 last one is a horrible. The the tulip song is yeah. horrible, but it tulip. was stuck in my head for days. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's a real earworm. Yeah. On his way out, Jack somehow winds up in the princess's bedroom. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. he's collected things from the treasury. Yeah. yeah, he's got the golden goose. He's got a bunch of gold gems and necklaces and shit. All in a satchel that's kind of... I think it's tied around his neck at one point in time. Yeah. Not here in this scene, but it, it, later on, as he's in the uh, well, it looks like it's just tied around his neck, like it's choking him. Mm. He seems to be fine. Yeah, the princess is calling out in her sleep for Jack to save her because the GM is really trying to railroad this adventure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, would totally, I would totally do this. Uh, yeah, really lay it on thick. The giant shows up and chases Jack back to the well. Back home, Jack has ju- dumped a pile of coins and jewels on the kitchen table in front of his mother and sings a song about how money will solve all their problems. Yeah. I did think that that there was some nice character building moment when he jumps in the well and then proceeds to fake his own death by like pretending to scream all the way down the well. This is like the beginning of being like, okay, he's starting to get it, you know, like he's starting to get it together. Because this this is supposed to be the the bottomless well. So this is the well that opens up to empty sky underneath. He manages to like stop on a ledge with his dog, most importantly. Because Crosby was intending to stay behind as uh, Jack left, because Crosby felt the call to duty much more than Jack did. So, but Crosby rescues him from Tulip, and they both yeah. go and are singing a song about that's kind of a little weird because it it kind of sounds like the, there's a sort of a romantic tinge to this the way he's singing to his mother, like between him and his mother. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he's going to take care of her yeah, and make her happy. I but don't don't, don't but... worry, people. 
the most batshit insane thing is about to happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because Crosby the dog is watching this disapprovingly from the window, and then he bizarrely starts singing his own song about sadness. Yes. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, out of nowhere, he just starts singing, and like, when I was watching this, I was like, oh, this is like the song that's in Crosby's mind. This kind of makes right, sense. Right, right. Yeah. This is what's in his heart. Crosby, you know? right. this is what's in, yeah, exactly. This is what's in his heart. But no. But yeah, yeah. But we get to the, with, with perfect to the end comic, of the song. With perfect comic timing, after the dog has finished singing, the camera pans over, and Jack and his mother are just staring dumbfounded. <laughs> and Jack says, you can talk? <laughs> but Crosby, of course, answers with, like, a bark and a howl, so... Crosby's just like, I don't know what came over me. I can't actually talk. I'm just a normal dog. Bark, bark. Hey, wait a minute. There's no such thing as a talking dog. Damn straight. Well, they never resolve this. This is never. This is an no. open mystery. And, and Jack, and Jack doesn't care. He accepts it pretty quickly. He's like, Oh, you're right. We gotta yeah, go. yeah. He concludes that Same this was a miracle, not magic, because this is the '70s and Satanic Panic is setting it. <laughs> Well, it's a sign what, that he has to go back and, would, and capture the princess. Yeah. Well, and this this goes back to, like, the, I think what they were trying to get as, as a central theme. Because the mother did say at some point in time earlier on, miracles just don't happen. And now Jack's like, oh, this is a miracle. It did just happen. Which means I now have to, it's a sign that I have to go save the princess. But it's, it's, it's dumb. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. Why... Why have the dogs sing at all? Because <laughs> they had like they're like we commissioned an extra song. Uh, oh, okay. How can we use this? <laughs> yeah, we got one more song we gotta fit in. Yeah, here. yeah. I, I know what we gotta do. Hey, we're un- the dogs sing. Yeah, we're under by four minutes. Can we add another song? <laughs> it's true. They could have just cut this out too. <laughs> I just had like. Because I'm sure there's somewhere in here where where Jack is talking to Crosby. It could just be Jack talking to Crosby, going like, "I know we should save the princess. Let's go." You know? Well, Crosby even and tells him. A bit of it. Crosby even yeah. like like makes it clear that he wants to go back, and Jack could have just listened to the first time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, All right. yeah. So back at the castle, it's the next day. Everyone is gearing up for the wedding. T- Tulip is wearing his leisure jacket and scratching himself. Margaret is in front of the mirror in her wedding dress, and Hecuba is laying life-size paper cutouts on all the church pews. Loved this. And everybody seems very happy, I gotta say. Like, especially Tulip seems to be very, very happy. Yeah. This is, this is when you start to, like, kind of fuel for him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he wants to get married. He, he loves the princess. Yeah, Jack sneaks back into the castle... And directly into the treasure room. That's and right. Mouse Princess is so happy that she kisses Crosby. Yeah. Again, weird. So Jack grabs an axe and threatens the harp into revealing how to break the spell on the princess. The movie is a Disney-style fairy tale, so of course the answer is kissing someone brave. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Against, uh, yeah, non-consensual. A kiss from someone uh, brave. Kiss from a yeah. brave person. Yeah. They're like uh, they were all written, you know, in the in the 1950s by white men. So of course the answer is objectify women. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just uh, looking at the scene now, right now. He's got a golden axe. They made a golden axe. To put of course they that, did. Uh, in that room. Like, why would anybody make a golden axe? They used it again later for the video game. Same axe. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer. Nice. So now, yeah. Nice video game reference. Now i got to look up Golden Axe. See if there's any other jokes we can pick up. No so now the psychedelic <laughs> wedding is starting. This is amazing. Yeah. No, no, it's yeah, amazing. This, it is amazing, but it, it is like... It's fucking weird. Yeah. It is bizarre. It's really expertly timed because it starts off being like, okay, everything's green, and it's a yeah. little wavy, and it gets a time. little more wavy, and things are just getting weirder and weirder, and all of the yeah. uh, paper people yeah. are, like, singing bizarre things. Yeah, they have a paper priest, they have a paper uh, crowd for people to witness the wedding. It's just all, like, paper cutouts. Yeah, so. the, the priest is sing talking the vows. And all the paper d- yep, dolls yep. are standing up like wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube man. Is yes. this Japanese yes. culture sneaking in? Is this ha- does this have to do with, like with the shinigamis or the you know the little uh, paper? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Like, Might like be. The, the actual like blessings, like the, the people no, blessings no, all that. no. The people, uh, I, I guess, uh, easiest major reference would be Naruto, um, where you have the little paper uh, dolls, basically, and you can summon spirits and stuff, and uh, you can do an incantations on them, the pieces of paper, uh, yes, and I think they it can is. come alive. Yeah, I think it oh. is. Oh, you think you think so? Mike? Yeah, I think so. Watch Kakaishi. Okay. Hecuba is fantasizing about turning the princess and her own son into mice. And yep. Tulip is fantasizing about riding a wrecking ball, Hannah Montana style. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the princess is again fucking bombed out of her gourd. She is yeah. so high. She, high as shit. And hallucinating. Like she's, we, we actually, in this scene, yeah. we get to see what she sees yeah. <laughs> in Tulip. And he, he is like a Prince Charming type character. In, yeah. In her hallucination, in her mind. And I do like the fact that Hecuba like is, tries to tries to fix all of her problems by turning them into mice. That's like her. That's her, her go to. You know. Well, you know, if you got one, when everything looks like a nail to you, wait, no, when all no. you got is a device that turns people into mice. <laughs> your mouse trap. All the world's a mouse. Yeah, when there you're you a mouse trap. <laughs> when you've built yourself to be a better mouse trap. It's time for Margaret to say I do when Jack bursts through one of the windows. He runs up, yeah. says a quick prayer, and kisses the princess. Yeah, I was getting real graduate vibes off of this. I appreciated Jack here. And again, like I think good character development because like any other cartoon character would have like made a grand proclamation or beat around the bush or like but he's like, No, gotta kiss her. That solves the problem. I'm just gonna yes. do that yeah. first. Yeah. And I hope that I was brave enough to make it count. The spell is broken, so Tulip gets angry and holds out. So we have a chase scene with Jack and the princess running away from the even bigger giant. Yeah, now he's about four times the size of a normal human. And he is wrecking shit. Like, he is is trash in this castle. Yeah, he fucking destroys the place. This whole sequence was great. Yeah. Where he's just busting through walls and shit. Yeah, yeah, and like in like walking down the steps and like <laughs> shoving his foot through the steps. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. yeah, the stairs animation was weird. 
yeah. It was weird. It was cool. I liked it. I dug it. And of course, there's like, you know, exciting frenetic music going on here too. So the witch blocks their path and the pair are caught between Hecuba and Tulip. Hecuba. This again felt like very like a, another D&D level where, where Hecuba turns it into like a flat platform and they're in the middle of a void. So this is where Hecuba orders Tulip to crush the pair of them underfoot. And this is the moment the Tulip decides he's had enough. And he squashes Hecuba instead. Black smoke yep. pours out and all of the mice turn Piss, back into people. Breaking, yeah, breaking all enchantments. Yeah, yeah. basically. And, and, there, and there's a great moment where Crosby looks down at his paws and he's disappointed that he's remained a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. Uh, oh, nice, remember that nice. one? Yeah, That's yeah. Great. He thought he was gonna. He thought he was gonna get with a handmaiden. Yeah, it would be funny if they also had like a bunch of random mice hanging around the. Uh, yeah. The ones that got turned into human, they're then looking at themselves like, "Oh fuck!" You were like, and they were like, <laughs> "Gerald, really?" Gerald, I was fucking him. <laughs> <laughs> he was a mouse the whole time. <laughs> nice. So Jack and the princess take a breather to discuss things. Jack yeah. Jack asks for forgiveness for kissing her and stealing treasure from her castle. The princess decides to forgive him under the circumstances and says that she likes him. So now we we hmm? did we did kind of uh, miss something here though when when. After all the smoke is cleared and all the enchantments broken, we do see that Tulip pulls his foot back to look at his crushed dead mother. Mm-hmm. And she was actually an automaton. It was an animatronic. Yeah, she, yeah the, the body is replaced by the broken wind-up toy that, that yes. he broke in, in the uh, treasure room. And when he actually... St- and I can tell. And when he steps on her, we don't see her... When his foot is coming down. Oh, really? We just see his foot come down, basically. Yeah. So this could be her faking her death, is what you're saying. I, I, I think it's just a children's movie. Or or maybe this is like where Tulip is having a bit of a psychotic break and he can't come to terms with the fact that he just killed his mother. So the image oh, he yeah, yeah. in his own head with the toy that he broke earlier. Yeah. Yeah, in his mind. Because that's how your mind works. That's right. Or maybe in the uh, Japanese version, there's like a bloody mess of a pile there. And then for the American yeah. version, they just like, they cut in the uh, toy. No, they just cut, they cut it all the smoke. No, like I said, originally all that smoke was red. That, it was that, is, that is not changed from the Japanese version. Oh, no. the, the only thing they changed in the English version is they put some words on, uh, on the front saying Jack and the Beanstalk on Musical Journey. Oh, okay. Gotcha. When he's like washing his face in the morning. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice. So now Jack proposes that they run away together to his dirt farm. And Margaret is like, um, I have responsibilities here in this clean, lavish castle, so I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. I'm not allowed to go away from feather beds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a place that's like free of grime and disease, and yeah, you know, I, I, it, I just, it's, it's not me. It's my chancellor, my, my castle steward. He, he sets the rules for these things. You know, I can't. In fact, anybody that leaves the castle, they can't come back. So I have to stay. Yeah, that's what it is. 
Yeah. In fact, you're violating castle law right now, so you need to get the fuck out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack is upset that she won't come with him. And so Margaret says, don't be mad, Jack. And Jack is like, gee, I never thought about it that way. Okay. I'm not mad. (laughs) Duh. Nice. Nice Mike joke. (laughs) I love it. The princess is reunited with her castle staff and everyone is happy. Until the giant knocks down the wall and reminds everyone that he's still around. (laughs) Yes. But he's not actively going after anybody at this point. He's now just sort of like, oh, I gotta break out of here. And then he's just sort of like moping around. He's not really like doing anything. Yeah, he's pretty reactive. So. Yeah. So Jack volunteers to defeat the giant and starts taunting Tulip. Things get very Tom and Jerry as the giant chases the little boy. (laughs) To the score of another terrible song. Yeah, he, Crosby and him run up to the giant, and Jack stops and whispers into Crosby's ear. He says, I've got a plan. And he just whispers. And I'm pretty sure what he's whispering is, let's just Bugs Bunny his ass. That's yeah, all we yeah. gotta do. It'd be perfect. Yeah. And he, doesn't, he doesn't have a plan. He just watched all of Chuck Jones's uh, animations. That's right. <laughs> yep. So they start insulting his intelligence, start giving him a hard time. In the meantime, honestly, this is like right when the rest of the, the uh, castle uh, guard and the chamberlain and whoever else uh, Margaret's got left over from her royal entourage should be, be like, they should be like, hey, we have this giant humanoid who has superhuman strength that's got nothing to do that seems to be going through a lot of life changes right now because he just killed his own mother in order to protect our princess. Maybe we should enlist him into doing something. Maybe yeah. he should be like our primary he, construction crew or maybe join the guard. Yeah. I don't know. He, he might be open to change now. Yeah. They could have incorporated them in, him into their society probably at this point. And they're like, no. But no that... They're like, hey, you 10-year-old kid, you go uh, deal with it. Go. Go, you go deal with it. We're going to be over here making sure that our, like, Fingers and toes are still attacked after being rats. <laughs> uh, and so they trick him into diving down the well after them. Yeah. Jack slides down the beanstalk and grabs an axe. But two things crazy to me here is just the music. This is another one of the like exceptionally bad music choices they made here. Um but it's very catchy and sticks in your head because it's like da 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 tulip, and then like just them tossing and like making fun of tulip throughout the entire song, and they're singing it as they're going down the beanstalk, and while they're singing it while going down the beanstalk, from high in the sky, Jack is just screaming, "Mother, mother, <laughs> get the axe, mother!" Yeah, <laughs> it's and it, beautiful. And it was, just insane to me. It's yeah. what I'd be screaming if I was falling out of the sky while dangling from a beanstalk. No. You'd be screaming, Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jack is about to chop down the beanstalk when he realizes that without the beanstalk, he'll never see Margaret again. That's right. But the giant is clamoring down towards him, and Jack steals himself, choosing duty over love. Jack strikes with his axe once, and the beanstalk instantly splits open like a rotten tomato, withering yeah. and crumbling. While screaming, 
there's like yeah. weird discordant like accordion music playing while screaming like overlaid with it and it's it's the stock excuse me again the beanstalk being one of the primary characters yeah. is in its death throes but tulip loses his grip and falls to his death yeah well presumably we don't see him die we just see him fall right well it's just, <laughs> it's pretty clear he's dead <laughs> i'm waiting for the sequel <laughs> So we fade in sometime later. Life has returned to normal. Jack is back to doing farm chores. The pile of money has changed nothing. The end. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't they be rich? That was my, my entire thought process. Yeah, they should have like an estate in the city somewhere now. Yeah. Or even just a nicer farm. Yeah. They've got a giant shaped lake. They should just like, they should own their estates so they can actually like start having their own servants working the land essentially. Because this has been the time of serfdom, right? So they should have bought titles for Jack and uh, started breaking their way into royalty. Yeah, there you go. Break down those barriers. Um, He's not breaking them down, he's just jumping over them. So, what do you guys think of this movie? God. I thought that it was amazingly terrible. Mm. I... (laughs) Sorry. I... um, It's the music. The music part of it just, like, made me go, what the fuck? What the fuck? How did David find this, first off? Why did David make us watch it? Secondly, but like I couldn't stop, and like I now I'm walking around the house and I'm like whistling to myself. Um, the whole thing is just a series of very odd decisions from top to bottom, uh, and it uh, kind of comes together to be one of the most horribly yeah. beautiful things I've ever seen. Like it's, I kind of love it, but I kind of hate it at the same time. Oh, I, I've I've gone over to loving it. It's such it, it's it so weird. Up. Yeah, because you, okay. you're right. The choice is either like you have to completely dismiss it, or you have to just embrace it into your life. Yeah, it's weird. What'd you think, Mike? Mike, what'd you get off of this? It felt like one of those really trippy. Looney Tune shows that you saw as a kid that oh, yeah. you felt like you're having a fever dream when you were watching it just because it was just so off the walls. Like it one of the like... ones with the two-headed hump monster or like the two the monster with two humps on its head. Yeah. Yes. It, uh, it's just certain moments were just so surreal that it just kind of triggered me because it Made me think back to all like the Ichabod Crane and you know those kind of weird Disney movies too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I loved it. Yeah, it was um, atrocious and it shouldn't have been made. And that's all that really needs. <laughs> that's all I really need for me, you know. Mm-hmm. What's What's really interesting is like how many versions of the story are out there, and like how many are Japanese. Like what was, was this like literally just like oh this is was for Japanese audiences this was for a Japanese 
uh, sensibility, and it just happened to be that studio execs in the U.S. were like, oh, let's grab that and bring that over. It'll be easy for us to translate and make a few bucks off of it. I have to bet that this was like, uh, there's going to be crossover appeal. We should plan it for an international audience. Because it's just, there's so? yeah, there's so much in here that's just like not specific. It's a little too Disney. Yeah, yeah I think it was actually engineered to be like so Disney. Like they were trying to reverse engineer like how Disney would make this particular story. I think so. So that, mm-hmm. that then they could like have the copyright first. Mm. Okay, interesting. Because it's Disney, you've got to put a princess in the castle, and got to put a witch in the castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got you got to have animal companions. No, well, they wouldn't have had the copyright because this story is in the public domain. But yes, uh, it feels very much like they were trying to ape the Disney Disney format. Yeah, but if you do it, if you do a Snow White story w- with dwarves, then they'll sue you. That makes sense. Because Snow White's in the yeah. public domain, but the dwarves are the Disney touch. Yeah. It's true. So this would be like if you tried to do Jack and the Beanstalk with a princess and a dog, then they would sue you. Studio this was not Studio Ghibli, but whatever the studio was would sue you. Anyway, I picked this because this movie is like my fourth memory. Oh, oh nice. wow! <laughs> you were one nice, of those reviewers. Nice. It's all oh, clear shit. to me now. <laughs> okay, hold on. Disney's Mickey and the Beanstalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what, what I saw when I was a kid. That came out in 1947. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it was that, well before this. Yeah, but that wasn't a full movie, though, I don't think. That, I wasn't. told you That's the story is in the public domain. Like, you can't... I thought it was, was like a short. No, no, no. I I knew it was in the public domain. I just didn't know, like, who would have done it first. Like, I obviously would have just done, like, many times with many different properties. Because I think it was like an Abbott and Costello, Jack and the Beanstalk. Also, there's like yeah. a bunch of different versions of this. That's because it's, um, it's a fairy tale. But I thought tale. the Disney one, I didn't know if the Disney one came before this one or vice versa. But no, yeah, it looks like the Disney one was sooner. Then it's 29 minutes. Yeah. Mickey and the Beanstalk. Garbage compared to this. This is a work of sheer Garbage, fucking genius. Right. This, yeah. is, this is the kind of thing that I wish that I could see. I envy David... That this is his fourth memory. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember yeah. the creepy voices echoing down the hall and the weird soup. The way the princess's eyes changed when she, when the spell was broken. Oh, yeah. There's some really... Yeah. Those are good moments. Yeah. Yeah. And I Go remember ahead, the David. main song, but I don't remember any... I did not remember it was a musical at all. <laughs> It's because it's terrible. Like I wiped those from my brain. Nice. But they do. They do. There are some of the most batshit decisions that the animators make are in those scenes. Yeah. yeah. Like like the scene where they're all um where the all of the mice and the dog are like chanting at Jack, going choo 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 choo, like they're mm-hmm. little miniature trains. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought they were trying to be like, choose, choose, choose to save the princess, choose to save the princess, like that. I think they just had like a whistle sound effect in the song and the animators were like, well, we could just make them make them like, we can make them look like they're making that noise. Done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like in all of the music, all of the songs that uh, 
shit, I've already forgot her, her name. Maleficent? Whatever the... Hecuba. 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 All of the songs that Hecuba sings are in there. Like, where she's just, like, shitting all over her son. Like, that's a bad shit song. And the other song of her, where she interjects with the um, music for the wedding. Yeah. Where it's just people, like, chanting over and over, over again, say you do, say you do, or whatever it was. Yeah. Trying to get the princess to say her vows, and then, like, her coming in and being like... Are you happy? You have to do it. Are you happy? You yeah. Are you, are you happy? Yeah. No, this is, like, honestly... Honestly, if I could get, like, the soundtrack to this... Oh, you can. And, uh, <laughs> played, played in my store to force Stop. my employees to have to listen to this, <laughs> I'd love it. That's a misery. It's a, I'm glad I don't work with you. <laughs> Well, normally you just play the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, I just play the podcast to boost our numbers. That's right. But no, yeah, this is this is crazy. Uh, Matt and Mike, would you would you have your dearest children watch this? I we I don't. She wouldn't because it's too scary for her right now. But and she's very concerned with things being scary. But yeah, I probably would let her watch it. It's just crazy. It does not treat women well at all. But it's super weird. So. I appreciate that more. Well, I guess the question would, would be, does this treat women better than the Disney version? Like, thinking about, like, Sleeping Beauty and uh, Snow White, does this treat mm. them better or worse? Uh, well, they're also really hard on the mother character. She's the true villain, and she's oh, she's pretty terrible, yeah. yeah. Even to the point where, like, you and I were like, oh, yeah, we identify with Tulip, right? They yeah, didn't. They true, didn't do yeah. anything to make this the, her character likable. Yeah, yeah. And it like throw in the backstory of her being abused as a kid. Yeah, and she's she also like, charge yeah, she's conniving and she's gonna murder her. You know, like destroy her own son and like manipulative. Yeah. And it's just, it's a very unpleasant portrait of a person. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What do you think, Mike? Would you have a little boy and little girl watch this? Honestly, I just don't think this would hold their attention at all. They they would probably comment on the animation being old-timey, as they would say. And it just doesn't have any of the things that they like, basically. So, you know, I, I don't think I would say you can't watch it. But you just don't think they would. This. But you're saying you'd have you'd have to force them to watch it, and that's what you're gonna do. No, I'm not gonna force. <laughs> you're them gonna to tape watch their it. eyelids open. No, Put- he's saving the Clockwork Orange machine for uh, yeah, yeah. animes, other classic anime. Exactly. Like, uh, uh, and all of the Star Wars movies in <laughs> chronological order. Oh, jeez! All the Star Wars movies in chronological. Wait, which order. chronology? Uh, the release date or release date or in uh, or no, in universe? No, the uh, the it, it, in um, you know, in 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 universe Star Wars timeline. Yeah, the so Battle of Yavin, like uh, by so like so we're talking uh, Battle of Yavin one, like all of uh, you know, the Clone Wars. <laughs> and Star Wars Rebels. You got and... Phantom Menace, Clone Wars. Oh my Seth, God! New Hope, Empire. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not talking about just the, the movies. I'm talking about all canon uh, Disney episodes. Oh yeah. So, 
Oh, so you go back to like the old and or basically. Oh, yeah. The yeah. book of yeah. Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi, the book of Boba Fett, every shit exactly. Thing they ever Mandalorian. Made. Yes, yes. And then they're going to have to go back and play uh, the Christmas special. Uh, Knights of the Old oh, Republic. I was going to say the Christmas start, special is going to be like start their interstitial. Knights of the Old Republic. Well, yeah, they actually technically should start with Knights of the Old Republic. But, That's right. Um, Why don't um don't forget the comic the comic into. series, all the different comic series they have to read. Yeah. Actually, I could get them to read. That would um, be a bad idea. And why no, not? I, I just, why not have them play the old uh, D twenty uh, Star Wars RPG as part of their education? Like, I have, make was, them have their own, own adventures before they even get to the first fucking movie. I was going to actually buy that. I, I was looking it up, and the, the book is really overpriced on Amazon for some reason. So really? I'm going to go look yeah, around at the comic book shop. Yeah, they don't print it anymore. Yeah, oh, really? it's, it's I have of, those. It's out of print, so that's what I was worried about. So I might have to go look around like old you know, comic book stores and gaming stores because it's outrageous online is it not outrageous because i have those so maybe i should go sell those online <laughs> yeah, yeah. apparently you should okay. send them to mike or yeah. you just send them to your mic yeah no, no <laughs> yes. uh, skip the middleman get some usage out of it so well i mean i did want to like i'm trying to get little boy into star wars and then once i can get him into Star Wars, I could get him into RPGs, and then that way I could get him into more proper uh, RPGs. I think you might so be going is... the wrong way. I don't think Star Wars is yeah, RPGs. So. Oh, oh, Star Wars is a gateway RPG. No way. Uh, drug. No, I don't. I, I've never seen that. Star Wars is a gateway to like knowing a lot of idiotic things about some most people have heard about. Midichlorians. <laughs> Star Wars is a gateway to uh, geekdom, basically. Yeah, geekery. Geekdom, geekery. Diving deep into a subject matter that will bear you no benefits whatsoever in your adult life. Yeah. It's kind of like my knowledge hey. of the four, uh, the 40K universe, because I never intend to play the game or play any role-playing games set in the 40K universe. In that universe. I, yeah. Just enjoy the stupid stories. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, David, what is our next segment? Yes. So we what have some uh, bonus redemptions. An insurmountable pile of wonderful awfulness. <gasps> uh, oh, that's right. Well, why don't we go off of your first redemption? Uh, I wasn't going to do redemptions for these uh, chosen things. Oh. The chosen. Okay. Oh, so you're going to give, are we going to give, a, do we need to each do a game to give away redemptions? Uh, would it hurt? Oh. Nice. Nice. I just really, I couldn't find much in the way of background on the studio or anything. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's fine. Let's see. I heard about something recently that I added to the wait list. And it is the Tales from the Crypt Keeper cartoon. Oh, no. Where they made a cartoon of Tales of the Crypt. Nice. Oh, my God. I remember that. <gasps> do you? Holy I don't. Hell. I think I, I think I do. And it was 
the Crypt Keeper in real life was on like scared the crap out of me, but I could watch the cartoon and it kind of desensitized me so that I could not like freak out about you know seeing the the animatronic Crypt Keeper. So you want to move that up to the uh, proper list? Me? I don't know. Adam, I have my own redemption. Yeah. Oh me? No, no yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm looking through. That's gonna be my backup choice right now. I'm looking through. Uh, some of these. Oh, I think I remember this. Do we have Conan the Barbarian up here? Yes, we oh, do. Of course we do. We do. Okay. We've got Conan the Barbarian. We've got Conan the Destroyer. I think we've got Conan, Conan the Adventurer. The Warriors. Conan the Adventurer, yeah. Okay. So, it's something similar along those lines that I saw down here. Which was Sinbad. Yeah, the Fantastic Voyages of Sinbad the Sailor. What year is I this? I think I want to move. 1996. I actually do remember this cartoon. Oh, wow. I remember when it came out. I, so I, think I, would, I want to bring that up to the top. I feel like I do, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but there's like a special place in my heart for the old Sinbad. Um like really bad claymation animation fighting movies that was like very 19- good 60s 1970s the harryhausen um, ones those are yeah, genius so. yeah okay i in my mind they were like low quality just because of the clay animation but of course at the same time that was like the era when that was like the primary special effects so yeah that was cutting edge for, for the time but the reason why i like it so much is because i uh was a gross little boy when i was watching those and inevitably in every single one of those movies they have like a very attractive woman who likes some badass to save so yeah. <laughs> this is like my like preteen years back when i would actually watch uh, these movies at like my grandparents house basically so. yeah Adam, hiding, hiding your to... tiny little chub oh uh, exactly i love that we get to hear the side of you uh-huh. <laughs> the dirty dirty side <laughs> There's the Adam I love. Prepubescent size. <gasps> Delightful. So that's, that's my vote, dude. Okay. What do you got, Mike? Pick Galaxy Express 999, Mike. I, I was Gal- looking at that. I'm like, what Galaxy is Express that? That looks. Is it a sci fi thing? Cause, yeah, it's the it's space train. That's the space train it's one. A, it's the space train one. It's Japanese anime from 1970s. Super, you know what? It's super horny. I remember it being super horny. And it's very weird because it's it's about um, how in the future people are giving up their bodies for robot bodies, and then the rest of it's just them traveling on the train from place to place, and this ten year old boy murdering people along the way, basically. So fucking hell, awesome! I'm yeah. in. But it's but it is 1970s anime, so it is that like style of anime. Yeah, oh, that's it's the only very thing that, that style. There's pause. a lot of yeah, there's a yeah. lot of hair. There's a lot of yeah, hair yeah. that flops over your eye. That's how cool it yep. is. <laughs> so floppy. So, but but yeah, Galaxy Express, it caught my eye, and I'm like, uh, it looks like it could be cool. So uh, let me throw I have it a in seat. just because. Okay, you know what? Oh, I will nice. bet, I'm willing to bet nice. you. Nice. I'm willing to bet you you will like this. I will bet you, uh, you 100 I... kisses. What <laughs> 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 I decline. On on your star, you gotta mm-hmm. kiss the star. 
No. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the thing about Galaxy Express 999 is it's been remade like three or four times, and they made a bunch of movies on it as well. Didn't so, they do a? Didn't yeah? Didn't they do one that was all CGI or something? They may have. I don't know. I just I just know that they've done a bunch of reboots of it. So, all right. What are we on to next, David? Reverse retcon. Well, we have a. Uh... Oh shit! We got a lot of stuff lined up already. So yeah, we don't need a reverse retcon for a while, do we? Well, when no, we, we do these make... special episodes, we have another special episode lined up. That's right. So on a future episode of Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching my choice of a movie, The Christmas Toy, 1986 Jim Henson made-for-TV movie that will scar you as a child. But next time on Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching Black Star, Episode 5, The Quest. I'm excited. This is early in the run. Yes. This is when everybody's like fresh. Like, hey, we got some good ideas. This might even be like midway through like a story arc. They certainly this won't resort to, yeah. They certainly won't resort to using these terrible little inane, uh, meeble creatures for a good portion of the episode. Exactly, which is exactly what they did for this. So I know. <laughs> Very angry. <laughs> this, this, this is going to be like the Ewok episode. Oh yes. God damn it! <laughs> All right, well, for for the terrible, I have been Matt. My name is Adam. I have also been here for Amazingly Terrible. For the amazing, I've been David. I'm Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. Bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Don't give up your day rap job. Okay. So, so how do you know I rap during my day? I know. Every time I walk into my store, I'm the manager. I'm here to say I want to manage in a managing way. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh, beautiful. That pains me. <laughs> <laughs>